0: Welcome to the strut with Chili, TD, and Info Joe. Okay, strut fans, this is a very special episode. Is it special because I'm not going to be in most of it? Probably So TD Info Joe, the sneaky guys that they are, they are actually at the spring game as I'm recording this introduction. So it's about 730, March 3rd. They are actually live right now at the spring game. And I'm here in Strut headquarters, Strut HQ, if you will. And I am just sitting here. um, I actually sent them a text. They're going to hate to hear this when they hear the whole episode, but that's okay. I made the introduction. They did. They, uh, they're recording at the spring game. They are in the press box. So they're going to have a terrific perspective on um, what they're seeing at the spring game tonight. Uh, they'll be splicing in some interviews. I don't know who they've interviewed. So right now, as we're all doing this, you're listening and I'm recording. I literally have no clue what TD and Infojo have in store for you for the rest of this podcast. Here's what's crazy about it. Either I'm really efficient or really lazy. So I'm going to go ahead and record the close, and I'm just going to pretend that I've already heard everything Joe and, and TD put together for you. So, I mean, should I go ahead and do it? I think I probably will. So I sent out a challenge to everybody on our social media, which is Twitter, at the Strut Podcast, Instagram, same name, Facebook page, the Strut Podcast, Our blog site, the dot wordpress press excuse me not pressed press p r e s s dot com. Check us out at all those platforms. You can even reply to our podcast by making comments wherever you see it posted. So you are going to hear this quick introduction. I am about two minutes in right now. I am not going to do much longer because I really want you to have the opportunity to hear all the cool stuff that TD and InfoJoe have. They've got a terrific perspective. They've been sharing pictures with me. I'm getting more and more jealous the more I hear from them. So I, maybe i just cut them off and just talk badly about them in this introduction. No, I'm not going to do that. These guys are awesome. So sit back and enjoy the, uh, the strut this week. It's TD and Joe at the spring game. So... If you hear something from me that um is that in the closing that sounds fake, it probably is. No, I'm kidding. Enjoy everybody. <laughs>
1: Welcome in to another podcast live and in color from the spring game here in Colorado, South Carolina, New York State. and uh, hey, we're super excited. Joe and I are you know, we're shoulder to shoulder, man. <laughs> How about that, huh? Well, Good know, stuff. Chili tonight. Chili. Hey, there, look who that is. Lane Harris. you ought to get Lane him over Harris here for a minute.
2: Uh, Chili, we miss you, buddy. Chili's going to be part of the intro and the exit of the show. Joe and I are ready
1: to get here and watch the boys on the live. It's pretty cool. man. I tell you what, I told Joe I was texting all the way in. Look, there's almost probably – 500 people here already. And there were people tailgating
3: outside. Yeah, wasn't that phenomenal? I saw that coming in, too. And the crowd that's coming in here, I mean, this almost looks like game night, to tell you the truth. I mean, now we won't have, you know, we won't have a, a stadium like we would come September for Army. But, I mean, for a spring game on a Thursday night, not, you know, this, this really looks good. I'm excited about this. If you told me in March we have – that's
1: 625. So three game going to already gone on the actual kickoff, if you want the seventh. 35 minutes before the kickoff, there's seriously like 500 people floating around the sidelines in the stadium. And there are people coming in. I passed a dozen people tailgating. I
3: don't think we've ever had that, man. No, no. You know, two years ago, Jamie went to the, uh, the Thursday night thing. And this was – 2020, this was literally five days before the apocalypse hit us, you know, when when COVID changed everything, and it was just a downpour that night. I came over here for it, and it was just, the weather was just awful. I love the idea of having something on Thursday night, and it was, you know, unfortunately, Mother Nature didn't want to play, but tonight... T.D., as we sit here and watch this thing, I mean, the temperatures are in the low 70s. They'll get into the 60s before we leave tonight. And you couldn't ask for better weather. No. And to see an a up-close-and-personal look at a lot of new shots coming up for 2022.
1: That's just it, Joe. So, for those who don't know, we've got a handful of shot of clears out in the spring game. And a handful of shot of clears, like Grace McCall and a few others. Uh, Tight end, Ivey, he's, he's, he had a shoulder surgery, I think, as well, like, and uh, again, all phone acknowledge, I'll tell anything that's a pretty secret. Um the uh seventeen year senior Bryce Carpenter's back. It's pretty gay. I love that man. He Joe and I were just talking about it before the game, before the podcast started that. Call. If you were him and I was that guy, if you had an extra year, what would you do? Damn right, I'm coming back. Yeah, I'm getting everything I can get. Even if I gotta pay my own way and take more classes, basket weaving, underwater, and 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 tracking, walking, and whatever you can get, man, I'll, I'll take it. But all seriousness aside, we've got some guys that came in in January to join the joint team. We got some guys that have an opportunity here. Right? A handful of starters not available for some games, some prices. But also, too, uh, we had a number of guys that went on to uh um, professional uh, The new USFL, NFL, CFL. One of those today was Isaiah
3: Likely. He Did you see that combine hand stuff hand today? Hand. He
1: How he smooth was one, that? One pass all day, all day. They're just seeing what we already have seen for the last three. Yeah.
3: yeah, I mean, it's all just oozing with NFL tight end talent. I think he's the best tight end in the draft. He's somebody, somebody is going to get a player. Such a well, yeah,
1: I watched that interview for Senior single. No disrespect to the guy interviewed, he almost looked more like, come on, They'd ask asking difficult question. <laughs> well, hey, we're live talking from Brooks uh, Stadium here, man, and. Sunrise is beautiful. They've got speaking of two comics, we're we talking about the spring game in the 2022 conference schedule. Everybody knew about the non-conference schedule. The conference schedule has hit the college landscape by storm. They're calling it the SBC 3. No, not no, not as well JDs in this, but the S B C three is it's interesting Now that's gonna be a new dynamic and a new wrinkle of our schedule.
3: No question about that T D and of course it came out on March the first and well, the Sun Belt East Division is going to be the best in G five. I don't see it any other way around it. When you start talking about James Madison, who comes in with the biggest athletic budget by far of anybody already, That's right just from the get go, forty plus
1: million dollars in annual budget. Yep. the largest annual budget of all SBC
3: schools. Yep. And then you talk about Marshall, just team last year. They had Louisiana on the ropes, and the New Orleans Bowl well. had them. You know, kind of down and out a little bit. Louisiana came back and won that game, unfortunately. But, you know, Marshall comes in as a good team. And then, of course, obviously, you've got Old Dominion. It was, hey, they came right here to this field and played. Should have won that game. game. Yeah. Had every opportunity. I thought they were better than Tulsa in some ways. Scores, but, you know? Had every chance to win
1: that game. Sorry. I saw it parts Did you watch that game? I watched it on TV,
3: yeah. I was here. I watched it. Let me tell you something. ODU's got
1: some young talent. Yeah. We've getting So, you got Marshall. I'm talking about Tigger You're talking about ODU. But then in the West, you got Southern, Southern Miss. Southern Miss, yeah. They've had a, a few challenging years in football, but they bring to the table like softball and baseball. And a few other schools. And I know we're talking about football on the podcast, but those four schools, I think, really foster a continued growth path for the Sunbelt Conference. And uh, I know this, the CSN Sunbelt uh blog post where there's a thousand different threads you call. the elation the pure elation to see the some don't release that new schedule marshall jmu southern Miss, od their fan base lit up that board all day have since y'all they are excited about joining this conference yeah, not trying to rag on the sunbelt. Five years
3: ago that was not the case. Nope. Now it is. Yeah. Now it is. You talk about rivalries renewed too. I mean you talk about App and Marshall, all SoCon rivalry. You know they're excited about that. And, and of course yeah, got JMU up there. Us and JMU, I think, could be good. And, epic game, man. We've you had know, epic ODU, we, we played them once before the playoffs a bunch of years ago in 2012. You mentioned how ODU brought a bunch of fans here for that bowl game. And our coaches, and I think you also mentioned this, our coaches were taking notes. They were taking Looking down the line and just kind of thinking, you know what, we may see this crowd in 2022. So, we had our coaches here, kind of doing a little pre-scout to right. see what might happen, which I thought was very game. They too, was man. smart on their part. Yeah, Fair it's game. our field, our stadium. That's right.
1: Yeah, we'll There's take the a look. schedule right there, man. Yep. Army, Gardner Webb, Buffalo, Georgia State, Georgia Southern, ULM. If I remember correctly, after that, uh, we had was it App? They went away from the so, Well, Thursday
3: night game Thursday at night Georgia game, State. At State. We're going to play Buffalo, and then turn right around I mean, and go to Georgia, Georgia State, State on Thursday night. night? Yeah. Yeah, it's really? Thursday night game, yeah. we got two Thursday nights. App State coming, comes here on Thursday night, right after we go to Marshall, which a little bit later in the podcast you'll hear Coach Chadwell, I had a chance to sit down and get a quick Zoom call in about 13, 14 minutes with Coach, and uh, you're going to hear his thoughts on the 2022 schedule and kind of what he thinks about us having to go to Marshall and then turning around on a short week to play App, while App in the meantime gets Robert Morris <laughs> – you know, the week before coming off a of bye week, as a matter of fact. Now, what happened there was they had Marshall already scheduled as a non-conference game, and so they had to do some schedule scrambling to well, get uh, just to get an. App's going to play two FCSs this year. They can count one, and Robert Morris is going to be another FCS just because they had to, you know, do some things to that schedule to make it all work out. But still, you think about it. You're looking at that. You're looking at like, how in the world does App get a bye week? Robert Morris, and then they come to us. I mean, clearly, sum
1: up this year's coaching.
3: Yeah, I don't, okay. I don't, I don't see how Look there's out. any way around it.
1: Honestly. Everybody's gonna talk about non-conference schedule. I'll talk about conference schedule. Yeah, but when you add in Army, by the way, bowl team Buffalo, good points. and to So Georgia Southern, ULM, Marshall, app,
3: Southern Miss. UVA and then JMU. About the that, back-to-back weeks in the Commonwealth, about an hour from each other. We'll go to uh, we'll go to Charlottesville, play Virginia, and then you'll right back up to Harrisonburg to end the season at
1: JMU. The Patriots circa like ten, fifteen years ago, when they had, I think it was, had two games where they were relatively close. Instead of going back to Foxborough. Found a neutral site they can write us at to cut the distance down in the same time zone. Yeah, we're in the same time zone. I get that. But if you find a site up there, we can say, "Hey, not if we
3: come and fly?" Well, I mean, if that's over Thanksgiving break, that might not be a bad idea. That's, it is. You know, if that's when they're already out when, of school
1: anyways, why, why not save the travel
3: expense? Yeah, I, I thought why that. Could do that. Headache. Stay within
1: range. Could do that. The good thing is, too, for, sorry for some of your fans, but regards of schedule, we'll get this the spring game in just a second. There's, there's a lot of energy around this, as you can tell. The one thing I did appreciate, and as a fan, the clan, as everybody knows, we usually make a trip a year. We always go to App State for that game. We're very fortunate that the JMU-ODU series, either home or away, App State Marshall, home or away, Georgia Southern Georgia State, or made home or away. So you can pick and choose. Trip to Georgia, Virginia, or either the mountains of West Virginia or North Carolina. Yeah. So yeah. that's pretty cool too. Joe, who are you looking forward in the spring game? To maybe I will say the press because it is a spring game, but the spring game's come a long way since I played. The spring game when I played was a Saturday morning 10 a.m. brutal two and a half hours. Now it's a little more of a spectacle. So who, who do you feel could be someone that's like shown a clear? The Strut Podcast Station really needs to say we got to keep our eye on that guy.
3: I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna talk about a kid named Jaquan Griffin. Okay. From Georgia Tech, defensive lineman, uh, comes in as a redshirt senior, six feet two, sixty out of Rome, Georgia, again from Georgia Tech. And uh, I've heard the coaches. I've heard interviews with some of the coaches already. This. You know, spring football season, just rave about him. You'll hear Coach Chadwell a little bit later on talk about him as well. I mean, he comes in to really fortify that defensive front. And I think we could be really, really good up there. We talk about the guys that are coming back. Josiah Stewart at that end with all the sacks and TFLs last year. Unbelievable impact player. Talk about it. Gerard Clark, who I think will be healthy finally again after he had that offseason surgery last year and kind of played his way back. The 2021 season, I think he'll be a big-time force. You know, Amadou Fofana, we get back this year from Oklahoma State. I mean, he hurt his foot on the first practice of fall last year. He was going to be a big-time player. In He's a big cat, too. Man. Yep. Travis Geiger, Allen Henry, Mark Milnax, a kid I've heard a lot about this uh, this preseason. So, I'll start with Jaquan Griffin up there up front on the defensive line. So, to me, my concern circle you know, this
1: year was how do we replace – Timing and the speed. CJ Marable. We found that a little bit. We have got to shore up that linebacker core and that secondary. Now, what I saw was, we touched on the last few podcasts of the year, we saw some promise in some young linebackers and some that young secondary. So, to me, pick these one that I'm looking forward to play an impactful role. A solidified back end guy that is one, gonna be where he needs to be, coachable. It makes every tackle stand there, every tackle. He's got, he must have sticky hands or something, because I swear, I went back and watched every YouTube game that he was in, he didn't miss a tackle, he didn't miss a tackle, no, granted, could they have been four yards sooner or six yards sooner, but that comes with confidence in your scheme and understanding where you're supposed to be in your alignment and your fit in the defense, but I think that, but I the that, that another younger is built this spring or the fall,
3: understands where he's supposed to be. His talent, he can be somebody that can be very special for us in the back. Yeah, no doubt about that. You mentioned uh, you mentioned linebacker. I'm really am excited to see some of these guys that uh, will finally get a chance to step up. I think, and they've been playing behind Silas Kelly and Teddy Gallagher for the last several years. You, of our defense. Yeah. Totally now, sure. now, you, now you get a J.T. Killen and a Shane Bruce uh, in there. I think those are our top two, perhaps coming out of the spring, okay. to to step in there and do some things. And that's going to be an important. Important position on this football team. In fact, that whole second level is revamped. It's going to be a brand new bunch of guys on that second level of our defense. Even though Jamie is really excited, I mean, it's not a it's not a question of talent. It's just experience, you know. Coaches love the experience. They'll take that, you know. But he, you know, Jamie feels like we've got more talent than we've ever had around this program. And so it's just That's a matter so of awesome. some of these guys, like I just mentioned, and tell me like you know, what you're talking about to get that experience.
1: Let's just say it is. Look, it's time in the South, for lack of a the analogy. It's time in the South to understand how to play this game at this level. Yeah. For this team and these coaches, the expectations, of the team and the defense and the special teams who's going to fill in, right? So for us to be this spring game it is an opportunity for a young cat, as old Coach Bennett used to say, a young cat would say, I'm going to step up and show it out. Now, so we got some workouts, we got fall care. Hopefully we we'll don't get hit by the injury bug or anything like that. But I tell you what, the fact that an offensive line of coaches excited about linebackers in the second end, what's that technique no. That means they are good enough to defend our guys. Now that being said, we've got some we've got some old on the offensive side. You got an Isaiah Lightly, you got a Jayvon Holly, and a few others that the team we wishing well the next level of their.
3: I tell you what, I like Sam Pinkney, senior transfer from Georgia State. Senior
1: transfer from Georgia State. I don't know if those remember or know. It's a Yeah, it's in that's a conference.
3: conference. guy right there. He, Jamie thinks, and again, I, I don't want to steal his thunder. Uh, he, he really thinks he could be a Javon Highland type. Maybe maybe a little bit faster now. Javon has yeah, the strongest yeah. hands
1: of anybody around here. Choose beyond. the field now.
3: Yeah, that's well, right. cleats, I should
1: say. Cleats I should say.
3: But he also he also brings the experience of having been through the battles. You know, he can he can kind of teach and lead a young core. Yeah. Kind of show them the ropes. Show them the way. The old hey, the old head the locker room. Exactly. That's exactly. And that. you know all You know about that too, right? I mean, I mean, the old head the locker room, Yeah, man. exactly. You
1: know whether you're a platoon guy like I was or or someone like a Jerome Simpson or a Tyler Pigman or Perry Parks, we've had of the show, having those home heads and locker room back being able to bring guys. Like you come out of a big half, bringing guys back down the road, and Say, hey, it's not your cool. So. Or knowing when to push the envelope and the hey, man, we got to push this harder. This ain't going to get it done because, by the way, they, it was on the team that beat us here. He knows how to beat us so what better way to get one more year out of him? if i'm someone in that locker room class, i'm going to sit with him every day and say how did you beat us how did you beat us? i want to know how you prepared for us that way when did you start preparing for us how did you, for us? did you prepare for us what did you do Because that to me is how you rediscover and reflect on yourself understand
3: well, I mean, the 2019 game, you go back to that, how they beat us that night is we just weren't very good offensively. We got off to just a slow start and turned the ball over and couldn't get anything going and got behind and never could, never could get any push in that game and lost by 10. And then last fall, of course, when they came in here one by two, that was just a matter of we couldn't get a stop on team. You know, It really felt like we had taken control of the game in, in the fourth quarter and had a I one was a six-point lead, I think, after being down. And then all of a sudden, they they go, they hit us with some, you know, they hit us with a couple third-down conversions and go and score. And then we turned the ball over and they score again. And you know, we had had a chance to pull that one out of the fire and just didn't do it. And, and give credit to Sean Emily and his team. but it's great to have And one of his guys, and now on our team, like you say, be the old hat in the locker room be the old head there. You know, you know, lead this, lead this young receiving court and look at some of these wideouts. And again, you know, Jamie will touch on some of these guys. I, I'm really interested to see Jared Brown, French freshman out of Lilburn, Georgia, and Parkview High School, where uh, Old oh, Nick Johnson old is. Nick uh, Johnson. He's uh, oh, he's Johnson. toiling away down there as a coach at Parkview. He you know, Jared Brown has speed to burn. He may be the guy to watch uh, in terms of who can get in behind a secondary, you know, who can get to that third level and just blow past people. And, you know, it's just a matter of him getting on the field, getting experience, and getting you know, the football in his hands.
1: So, for me, too, in the backfield, Joe, who do you like?
3: Well, I mean, you got to like Reese. You got to like Reese, Braden Bennett. Those two guys come in. You know, you know those guys.
1: You knew that we should be aware of That's what you talked about.
3: Well, that's, uh, you know, I, I, after those guys, you got a CJ Beasley. Uh, Max Balthazar could be he a guy that factors the beast, in. Beasley like the Beast. Yeah, he, he could be a guy. And, and I also think that we may be still looking around in the portal Maybe on the to try to find somebody that, uh, that, that has the size of a Shamari Jones, uh, that kind of big, bruising kind of guy. So we really don't have that 200, you know, 210, 215-pound guy with experience, right, that, can, you know, that, that had, had, had done things here before. Yeah. You know, We'll just have to see. Maybe we're still looking around to find that kid.
1: Well, I know this much. I'm looking out right now. Let's hear the Network Broadcasting, And what I see is I see stands on the home side. Like I have never seen them so long. It's a Thursday night. It's a Thursday night. You couldn't ask the better weather perfect. All, perfect weather. But you know, here we are still 18 minutes before we really kick this thing off. And y'all, I'm not I'm not churching this thing up. There there's legitimately five, six, seven hundred fans here and there are people trickling in here, there and everywhere. And you know what? I tell you what, that's where we've come from again. You know, I think We've come a long way from day one to present, and you talk, we talk about it on the podcast. Often. How do we bridge the gap from day one, getting our cloth and our cleats out of a shed next to the Arcadia building and practicing on fallow farm when it was no, not even grass there. It was dirt. It was dirt. A patch of patch of grass to this beautiful facility we have now. And in the next two to three years, the end zone piece that okay. will cap off this and give us twenty five thousand plus seats and, you know, an academic-athletic kind of flavor to the end zone, you know, and really square this thing off, you know what? If, if you can't get excited about showing play football, trying to play athletics in general,
3: then there's nothing
1: more else we can do.
3: No, I mean, when you win 22 games in two years, you win a conference championship, you beat a BYU, you win your first ever bowl game. College game day. College game days here. I
1: that. You know, When you do it. those I things. That, I don't care. They were here.
3: You do they those things here. in two years. You know, there, there ought to be people out here watching this crowd. 22 honestly. and three, right? Yeah,
1: 22 and three last we lost two years. three games by what was it? Eight points. Eight points. Yeah, three games by eight, eight points. points. You know? in, so. And of those three teams we lost to all bowl. Sure, yeah. So what might have lost is shabby. You know, it's uh, I think the unique thing about the spring game is it's that time where you get continue uh, to refine your craft. I noticed this much. I mean, look, look at number 15, a little white cloth out there. Now that boy dropped it. I don't, look, don't be dropping it, number 15, on there. Look, I didn't play that much, and I didn't drop my no balls. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, look here, Bubba. You can't be dropping no balls out there. All right. Oh, he's doing his look, he's doing his push-ups.
3: My man. My man. Getting his reps in. Uh I'd say what? Well, 15 on our spring roster is one of Sam Pinkney, who we just talked about. So I might have to, talk to <laughs> go talk to I'm Sam. I'll have to go talk to Sam. Now of course these rosters may not exactly they may not exactly coincide with the numbers that we're seeing out here. Hopefully they will. You know, KD Kevin Davis, our SID, does such a great job. Man, that's a Davis is Gave us these rosters to start. So hopefully, we'll, uh, you know, if we see some of these guys, and we're probably going to have this wrapped up before the game actually even begins because they're not going to kick this thing off for a little bit to try to allow people to get in here and actually get some kids out of class, too, to get them out here to play about seven o'clock. So that's right. For those who don't know, we're in
1: that unique time of year where these kids have some awkward days and time for that class. I remember that. So uh, so here's, let's do this. Let's educate the fans on how this operates. Okay, let's do that. So, for those of you, the spring game is a unique kind of uh, experience for fans. It's not your typical. Workout. When I played here on the Coach Bennett, it was your typical game. We play a game, right? But you have your first team versus the ones versus twos, twos versus ones, special teams. This is a little more. Uh, purposeful driven from the standpoint of uh, there's going to be a consistency of the program and the layout where it's not it doesn't really resemble a game. So did Jamie touch on that at all about what how this was going to roll out today at all?
3: Well I mean we're going to play two 15 minute quarters pretty much straight up. Uh, it's going to be offense versus defense. For
2: two quarters. Yeah for okay, two,
3: quarters, two quarters 15 minutes they'll take a quick halftime break. Won't okay. last all that long and then the third and fourth quarters will be 12 minute running. 12 minute running clock. Okay. So, my, you know, so uh, a true
1: half and then a running clock out.
3: Yeah. And they're, they hope to, they're, they're thinking 8 30 ish. Sometime okay. it'll be over just to, you know, just to give the fans something to look at. Hey,
1: look Good at they, Get, yeah, you know, get, get everybody out of here fans. fairly early. Here, so. I look up and I swear there's will people. be, look at this. this. I've never seen many people of people like that. Right they're suspecting the guys that played before. By the way, do you know what this year is? The 20th season. Sean clear football. But that's the kid. 20th season with Sean Clear football. Uh, I'll tell you what, that opening game, that weekend versus Army, I would be shocked if this place is packed. Would not be shocked. I know it's not good to have silence on the podcast, but as you can tell, Joe and I are now. Yeah, the guys. The guys, won't know. pardon our
3: pregnant pause here, just for a few minutes. Yeah, so. pause. but
1: then again, there continues to be a steady trickle of fans coming in. I'm, just,
3: I'm actually, I'm looking. And the tailgaters out there too. You know, I mean,
1: we had tailgaters at a spring game in March. Uh You
3: know, it's. Um, I'm already ready for September, man. Uh, when, when does September get here? I, you know, the the lull between. You know the, the end of bowl season, and then you get into the basketball season, and then it starts to wrap up right now. March Madness is the us now. I know we're
1: literally six months
3: from today. We got Gilly at baseball off to a good start, so hey, go weekend, spring, and, yeah, and we got to have that to carry us through the spring and spring and summer. And uh, you know, but then once 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 July starts to roll around, man and media days. Well, hey. We're here in the uh,
1: the waiting minutes of the podcast again. We want to keep this to the point, straight and sweet. And uh, Joe, any kind of I guess final thoughts in regards to to what your hopes, expectations, or anything? I'll tell you what. We'll open it up. Spring game schedule. What do you think?
3: Well, I'll first touch on the spring game. It's certainly exciting to see so much new talent fighting for positions. That's that, that, that 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 you know these fifteen fun. days uh, these these fifteen days culminate here with the spring game and you know to, to and you'll hear Jamie talk about this because I asked him about it I mean I asked him about the vibe about what's different between going into a spring and and fall camp, knowing who your guys pretty much are, right? And we've been in that position the last couple of years. We've known who our guys are, especially along the offensive front. You know, we found our quarterback two years ago. We've know we known who our linebackers have been, our guys in the secondary. We don't really know (laughs) this year who those guys are. And so that has led to a lot of competition each day. These guys go out there knowing, hey, I can I can win a job, or Iron I can take a big dime. yes, I can Iron take a big dime. step to winning a job, or if I screw it up today, I may find myself on the bottom looking up and I may have to fight my way that's out. A thing, so, though, that that that's a, a good thing, though, man. That is a great thing. Competition is a great thing.
1: A better environment for everybody. I'll tell you what else too. The on Spring Game is still telling quick is open competition. Like the Another thing is. The competition that we're going to be playing this fall has had the book on us for the last couple of years about certain guys. They don't have that anymore. no, they don't. They don't have the tendencies because that matters. That matters. Strong podcast nation. That matters. That matters. And that's where Picky comes in and educates us on what they were doing. What we do is there's gonna be a lot of change for Sean Clinton, strong Podcast Nation. You know, you're not gonna have your guy right, out there. So we gotta find a new guy, right? You gotta find your new guy. Yeah. Um we got call for one more year, They have it for another year, you never know. But here's my thing, he goes out and has a great year, that's all we can ask if the kid has to ask. Everyone of these kids about got a great year. So, for us,
3: schedule. Let's touch on schedule. Schedule, yeah, we talked about it already, but I'm, I'm really excited about the non-conference schedule. I mean, with the Army coming in here, I have to defend that triple option. At least we get a lot of time to get ready yeah, for that. Boy. Okay. You know, we get some time to get ready for that with a with a lot of new faces on defense. It'll be interesting to see how we adjust to that. we get our FCS game against Gardner-Webb. And then I think, you know, with Buffalo coming in here, they're going to be improved. They had talent last year. You know, they just kind of lost their way a little bit. But I, I expect them to be improved. And then right out, as soon as that's over, boom, we're in, we're in the conference Thursday night on all the, all the way to Atlanta. When, when and that, when that hits, you know, let's let's go, you know, let's go. Hey, I'll tell
1: you what I'm excited about. I'm excited about the strength of the Eastern, Eastern Division. Oh, yeah, conference. no doubt. No doubt. It is the toughest division, in my humble opinion. I wouldn't make to say top to bottom. It could be. It could be tougher than some of the Power Five Conference divisions. Perhaps Sorry, so. Hey, yeah. I, look, I, I got a hunch. Here's. I'm going now, i got a hunch. I'm gonna put out Marshall, us. You know what you're going to get with Southern with Todd Hilton, Todd Hilton there now? They're, they're going to change that. They'll get better. Gonna get better. They're going to get better. They'll get better. you got to give them three years because they got a lot of option guys. They're going to transition to more of gotta a spread option. He's going to have to with put a spread option to try to migrate that offensive. I would assume. You know, it's a given so. That schedule, top to bottom, is the toughest schedule this program has ever faced. Yeah. Ever faced. Yeah. You get ten wins this season, pre bowl game. This team wins that's ten. A of, that's a hell of a game. That's a hell
3: of a season. I'm saying it can't. This team wins ten games. Jamie Chadwell needs to have his pay double and then some and and, and his staff and whatnot. And I'm saying it can't happen because it absolutely can. But this is a tough, tough schedule. Tough I, schedule. I for what I'm looking forward to it.
1: Absolutely. Well, hey, thank you for joining us. Uh, episode of the Strut Podcast. We're a high top bookstated we'll here. And
3: uh, thank you for your time. Look, watch it. Tune in. We look forward to a uh, future podcast with you. Hey, go to our website. Go to our Facebook. Go to our Instagram for pictures. We're going to show you some images of what we're seeing here tonight. And uh, you'll want to stay tuned for when Travis and I wrap this up. My conversation with Jamie Chadwick. That's right. You'll we'll hear from hey, him also, his thoughts on spring 2022, Sean. Football. 2022 football. Ah,
1: oh, man. And look, we're six months away, man. I know. Six Feels like away.
3: it's here tonight, though.
1: That's right. Hey, thank y'all. Appreciate your time. Love y'all. Hey, Teal Nation's podcast. Nation. Hey, every two weeks, we'll see you. Take care. Take care.
3: All right, Coach. Thanks for joining us. It's been an eventful spring. Uh, I guess a spring for you guys where there are a lot of question marks going into 2022. To sum up. You know how how have the uh, the 15 days been as you culminate with the spring game?
2: Well, uh, Joe, I, one, it's good back to be back on with you here. Uh, it's not been that long, uh, but um, you know what? Uh, we we did get better from one to to 15, which is what you want to have, right? Did we make the Did we make the strides you hope as a coach? Uh, that you'd love to make to, to feel really good about, you know, where you're at. No, we, we didn't make some strides in certain areas, but we did get better. I think at every position, which is your ultimate goal uh, starting to solidify who we think's, you know, going to be going at least going into the summer and fall camp, who, you know, who's going to run out there with the first teams uh, and seeing who, you know, who you think you can count on and who's still got a, who's still got a ways to go to, to, to be where you can put them in a game, uh, you know, and trust that they're going to do the right thing consistently. So, um but it it was good it was productive we do i do think we have some a lot of talent a lot of more overall talent than we've ever had um from that standpoint from running and all those things we just it's uh it's uh it's raw it's like uh, it's like uh cookie dough and you got to try to roll it up and to make a cookie uh you know and it's not it's not already prepackaged in a cookie we've got to roll and make it so we're we got some work to do as coaches this summer and to to get these guys a little bit better on some things they need to get better at so we can go out and play this tough schedule we got. How is the vibe different
3: in terms of the last two seasons, you pretty much knew who would play where. Okay. Going into spring, you kind of knew what you were looking at in the fall. Okay. You you had guys that you knew were going to be there this, you know, this spring and going into this fall, aside from, you know, You got a Grayson at quarterback. You got a couple outstanding running backs you know about, but everywhere else, I mean, there are some. You got Josiah Stewart obviously there. Everywhere else, there's a battle. What's how is that how is that vibe different? And then tell me what the best position battles that you've seen.
2: Well, the uh, I I think from the vibe standpoint, there's just there's a lot of uh, one. A lot of these guys know that every day. Hey, I got a shot, you know, and so there's been more urgency. There's been more. Uh, focus on coming in and knowing hey if I have a bad practice this guy behind me might move in front of me you know and and understanding the competition uh, and not that we've not always had that but as you mentioned hey, Silas Kelly's playing right Uh, he's playing you know or Teddy uh, Mm -hmm. or CJ those guys are playing Uh, right now uh, it's been fun to be around because there's been some urgency and, and there's been a there's been a desire and a want to that these guys know they got to come out and prove it every day. So that's been, that's been fun to be a part of fun to see it's different for a coach, you know I mean? It, it's more challenging, right? It's more challenging for us. Um, but also I think it brought a little, uh, little excitement uh, to coaches because you do have so many positions that are, you know, up in the air, uh, you know, as far as, you know, competition wise, I, I, I would say uh, two, Positions on the team where you you, you saw a lot of uh, guys get better, but where where I mean, every day it might be well this guy's in this day, this guy's in next day. I think offensive line. You know, we lost three starters. Obviously, Loper coming back, uh, Willie Lampkin coming back, but we're transitioning Willie Lampkin, or at least uh, attempting to transition Willie Lampkin to center, and so that opened up uh, a tackle, a guard, another guard spot. You know, there and there's a lot of people battling battling for those things. Uh, And then also you've got, you know, people battling for a tackle position, you know. And so um, it's been, that's been fun to watch. It's been uh, sometimes painful to watch because as you know, (laughs) it's tough to get better at. Uh, But just seeing those guys compete for it to push themselves, that's been good. And I I would say, uh, I would say our safety position uh, and uh, on the other side of the ball, you know, D-line, you going to rotate guys, right? People will. Yeah. Uh, I think linebacker, we've had some competition where, you know, you're trying to see if some guys are ready there. Uh, but we have some older guys that have played, and I think that, uh, that uh, you know, have an inside track. I think a Shane Bruce has looked really good this spring, to be honest, you know, coming back from his injury. Uh, but I think at the safety position, we, we've got some young guys. you got some fresh faces. you got some guys that, that are excited about playing there. And I think back and forth this spring, you've had some – had some, to see some guys make some plays. And I think that's going to be a big battle in fall camp uh, to see who really, you know, when we trot out there, who's part of that, that starting 11. Uh, and, um, but it's been good to see those guys go out and compete and have a proper attitude to compete and, and do the things necessary. So I think those are the two, if I threw the linebackers in there, those are the two, you know, two and two A position battles that you're seeing some guys grow uh, and that uh, you, you got to see what happens with.
3: Are there any incoming freshmen that might have come in in January or that will be here prior to fall or maybe some mid-year guys that you were able to get in this spring you know, some other new faces that we may see and talk about?
2: Well, if you talk mid-year, you know, we brought in, if you start defensively, we brought in Jamar Brown. He's a Spur that played at South Carolina. He's got an inside track to be in our our starting Spur from a physical speed, understanding standpoint. He was coached by, Coach Wilson at his time at South Carolina, so he, he has a good understanding already. Jaquan Griffin, a defensive lineman that came from Georgia Tech, uh, is a really good player, but really strong leadership character qualities. Uh, he's he's made a huge impact this spring. Uh, I think uh, Alan Henry, who's a you know junior college kid that we brought in mid year, did had a, had a solid spring. I think I think we got a chance to be pretty good there. Adrian Hope. Bandit came in has done a solid job. Force transfer from Furman, who I think he's going to solidify position there. Uh, and then uh, I, I think if you look in the secondary, Josh Madison, safety that came in as a junior college transfer, uh, he's he's done some good things to put himself in a position to really push the guys that are coming back. Uh, and so those guys, I, I all think we all feel good about uh, the role that they've came they've made. Same Pinckney on offense. The transfer from Georgia State, uh, he's going he's gonna to fit in well with what we do. Uh, he's, he's picked up things right away. Uh, I, I expect him to have a, a really good year. You know, we've got some young receivers at some positions. Uh, I, I can see him having a big role for us. Uh, he's, he's had a really, really good spring practice uh, that, uh, that uh, we're excited about. And i tell you, somebody that's been here that, that really took off this spring, he's been banged up, and then he's played some, and every time he gets out there, he does something. Aaron Bedgood uh, has been uh, – had a really, really good spring. And uh, we're excited about him and, and some of the – one, his maturity and and his leadership, but also he stays healthy. You know, he can do some things with the football in his hands. Mm-hmm. So, guys, one of the one of the freshmen – we had – I'm trying to think right now. Joe off the top of me, I don't have it in front of me, but uh, Damian Thompson, a receiver that came in, it was good that he was here. He can run. Has a great understanding of routes. Uh, now he's trying to figure out the college game. He's trying to figure out that school means you go to class. You know? uh, he's trying to figure all that out right now. But like he, uh, he's going to he's going to be something here if we can you know get him the weight room. The two freshman offensive linemen that came in, uh, Nick and uh, Frank from Pennsylvania, they were here. Now they're they're they they got good reps this year. I'm not telling you they're pushing anybody for a starting job right now but they're going to be really good. They're going to be really good. Uh, and so uh, we feel great about those guys. And I'm trying to think if we had any other, oh, oh we didn't have any other freshmen coming in. Uh, it's still coming this fall. That's coming this summer who we think needs to have an impact. Uh, I think you got to look at your corners. Uh, Matthew McDoom, uh, who just ran a 10-6-7 at a state track meet, one of these track meets. He can I saw that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need him to come. We need him to come be ready to, you know, try to push for some playing time. Uh, I think he's somebody you're counting on. DeAndre Coleman, wide receiver from Alabama, uh, we you know has a tremendous skill set. We're, we're counting on him hopefully to come and uh, find a role as a freshman here uh, at, at receiver. Uh, those two guys uh, specifically, I think uh, uh, that uh, you hope can come in and uh, and make an immediate impact. I'd love to see a freshman linebacker do that. Uh, you know Trey from uh, down in South Florida. I hope Trey can come in and maybe, uh, maybe do some things for us. We'll see through this summer, but it'd be great to to get a young guy to step up in some of those areas. One from a special team standpoint, but two because you know you, you're 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 anytime you can bring a guy who you think is pretty talented and they can figure it out as a freshman, and you know you're getting better. Uh, and so that's uh, that's what we're hoping happens. Health wise, how'd you come out of it? You know, we had uh, we've not had any anything significant we we had some we had some bangs uh we had some uh uh guys missed some time you know which was which was which was hard uh we had some sicknesses some illnesses where guys missed a practice here or there uh you know but for the most part the guys that needed to get a lot of reps got got a good amount of reps and so uh which was good and so um i'm hoping that uh you know that's uh that can continue that's been the big I think, big success for us last couple of years. We've stayed relatively healthy. We've had mm-hmm. some pain, but we've stayed relatively for the most part. And if we can continue to do that, that you know, that gives you a chance to have your best players out there. Uh, and as I said, when you, you know, with our schedule, we're going to have to have our best out there. Grayson and uh, Josiah
3: Stewart both had off-season injuries, but uh, I know that uh, – or off-season surgery, rather, but I know that you mentioned that Grayson will be back a little ahead of schedule and tell us about Josiah.
2: Yeah, Josiah. looks good. He's been rehabbing, uh, and he he's ahead of schedule as well. Now, again, uh, with him, you know, I, I don't think we have a worry from a standpoint because uh, those guys, uh, you know, with their shoulder, they can they can. If you're not a thrower, you can come back sooner. You know, if you're a, if you have a shoulder surgery, you can come back about four months if you don't throw the ball. And so, I think he'll be. I think he'll have a a really chance to start doing something about you know by May and really have a, a full summer program. Grayson, on the other hand, you know, July 1, because he's a thrower, you take extra caution with that. You don't want to do anything that uh, can inhibit or inhibits, whatever the word is. Um, His uh, motion, his recovery, right? So July 1 is when they tell us he should be full go. Uh, Hopefully it will be a little bit sooner, you know, because the thing that uh, he wants to make sure he gets his arm strength back, which I have no doubt he will, but, really, just getting the type of reps in so his arm can get him get back in shape right when you're you know he's not thrown for four or five months that's going to be his biggest thing is throwing enough to get his arm back in football shape uh, and uh, but we we trust he'll be back and and uh you know obviously we need both of those guys to play at a high level for us to have a chance this year. you mentioned a few moments ago the twenty twenty
3: two schedule <laughs> it just came out. Have you had time to digest it and look at it and
2: yeah, kind of good enough to know we got hosed a couple times i can take that i'm not i'm not gonna get in trouble so i'm not gonna put it on here but you know what i'm talking about oh
3: i Um, I do know what you're talking about that's gonna be a tough kind of back-to-back with somebody coming to town late in the week yeah late late in the year uh, uh, for a thursday night game but uh just your overall impression of how the sunbelt has changed and that the sunbelt east is going to be just the sunbelt east is going to be a beast
2: yeah i mean it's uh it's uh it's like murder's row right and so it's i mean with the addition of these teams and what they have been or what they will be because of their the resources their location i mean it if you take a look at that i mean there i, I have no doubt that the east will be the highest ranked division in all of g5 there's mm-hmm. that uh and then uh but with the additions you know you know that Obviously, Louisiana's going to be good. Monroe's getting better under Coach Bowden. South Alabama's getting better under Coach Womack. I mean, and so this league's going to get tougher and tougher. And if you just if you just didn't know anything about Sunbelt football and you didn't know anything really about that much football, but you just looked at our schedule, you'd go, "Holy moly, they're playing some good teams," you know. And so, uh, and uh, and so it's a it's a tough one. And and you know, throw Army in there, who's like a power five, right, with who they are. We've got a really, really, uh, good, you know, uh, demanding schedule, but Sun Belt's going to be challenging each and every week. There's not going to be, uh, in our opinion, any, uh, any, uh, well, we can take this game easy you know, that's not going to happen. And so, um, it's going to be good. And, you know, that's exciting though. You want to see, you're going to go get the best each week and you hopefully you perform to the best each week like that. It's going to be a, it's going to be a, a, a challenging schedule and, um, you know, and, and, uh, some of us some of the some of your you know programs got a little bit easier than others uh, from that standpoint but uh it's going to be a challenge each and every week
3: coach appreciate your time thanks for joining us hey we'll uh, we'll catch up again soon and uh look forward to the 2022 season coming up right around the corner yeah sounds good thank you
0: So clearly TD and InfoJoe went to Brook Stadium, enjoyed the spring game, had all the fun while me and all of you are at home not enjoying the spring game. So they did an awesome job, let's be honest here. They were in the booth. Uh, you'll see it on the YouTube channel that TD and InfoJoe side-by-side, shoulder-to-shoulder, just having a good time watching some and clear springtime football. They gave you an inside look on uh, what we can expect in the uh, upcoming season. And Info Joe had a great interview with Coach Chadwell. We appreciate Coach Chadwell joining us, by the way. And in case you haven't heard, the challenge is still out there from me to Coach Chadwell. We need to hook up Tech Bowl on the video board at Brooks Stadium. We can do it for charity. Chili versus Chadwell, Tecmo Bowl 1, whatever you want to call it, that's what we're going to do. So, Coach Chadwell, we talked about this on Twitter not long ago, so I'm going to bring it back up because I think it would be a lot of fun, a little off-season uh, video game football, if you will. So, anyway, just wanted to bring that up, put it out there for all of you to uh, talk about, get it hyped up, because Chadwell said he'd do it, I'm just saying. So. As a reminder, Twitter and Instagram at the Strut Podcast, Facebook page, The Strut Podcast, our blog site, thestrutpodcast.wordpress.com. And I'm announcing something that we're going to be doing for our March madness season coming up. So with the tournament coming up, just like we did with the college football bowl pick'em, where Big Jack Won on the very last game, y'all. I had it up until the last game, and Big Jack won that one. Uh, we're going to do a March Madness pick 'em, and we have posted a link on the Facebook page, and I've tweeted it out on our uh, Twitter account. So, click the link. You can see it on Facebook. You can even see it on my Facebook page as well. Click that link. You can enter up to three times, and the best one will achieve even more bronze status. Big Jack again. He won it in the College Bowl pick'em, and he's he's gonna be back. We need to unseat Big Jack. So make sure you enter the Struts First March Madness pick'em. We'll be talking about the winner and uh, all that good stuff coming up. Our next episode is actually gonna be dropping in less than two weeks because we're gonna look at the schedule coming up. We're going to do a schedule extravaganza. So we're going to have that in store for you where we go through game by game, talk about each opponent, what we can possibly expect when it comes to facing each of our teams this upcoming season. I'm going to try my best to get TD and Info Joe. Maybe we can have a contest and see who uh, picks the best for the Shine and Clear football team this upcoming season. Who knows? Stay tuned. So this is also available on our uh, YouTube channel. You can just type in the Strut Podcast into YouTube, subscribe, and you will be getting the updates when those are available. So subscribe to our YouTube channel and you can see our beautiful faces talking about Sean and Claire football, and you can just see the enthusiasm, the exuberance. And that's all just in TD's face. So you you know, worth a thousand words. So anyway, hope you enjoy the episode. Again, Twitter, Instagram, at the Strut Podcast, Facebook page, The Strut Podcast blog site thestrutpodcast.wordpress.com and subscribe to us on our YouTube channel as well. We hope you enjoyed it and we'll talk to you again really soon. Don't forget, we love your comments. Thank you for listening.